This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Have you heard about this latest big data breach? The thing is, you may have seen the headline earlier this month that 23andMe experienced a significant data breach, as it was called. Well, maybe you looked at that and figured, oh, well, I've never used them, so it doesn't affect me. Turns out that is not necessarily the case, but it's because it's people who don't necessarily use the service who could also be impacted by this data breach. You confused? I know I was too when I saw that. So let's find out more about that and the impact of data breaches like this. Ignacio Cafone is with us now, Associate Professor and Canada Research Chair in Artificial Intelligence Law and Data Governance at McGill University. Also, Ignacio has written a book, The Privacy Fallacy, which comes out next month and joins us now to talk about that. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. Okay, so what is so significant about this 23andMe data breach? The issue with the data breach is that genetic data, by its very nature, is never about only one person. If you submit your genetic data to a company, you're not only giving the company information about you, but you're also indirectly giving the company information about everyone that you're related to and shares part of that genetic data with you. So when there's a data breach 23andMe, it not only has information about everyone that chose to send samples, but also everyone that in one way or another is related to them. And especially because in this case, hackers use this function called uh, related, uh, in which they could identify even by name some people that hadn't sent data to the company. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute here, Ignacio. So you're saying someone like me who would steer clear of all of this kind of stuff, who, you know, tries to stay off the internet as much as possible in terms of social media, even I could be impacted by this? Absolutely. If your sister or your cousin or your uncle sends data, they will have information about you. And this is highly risky information because it involves propensity to have certain diseases like Parkinson. It involves ancestry. And the thing is, While genetic data and this hack are a great example of this, this doesn't only happen with genetic data. We all the time send information from companies in ways that give information about others. We just don't think about it that much. Okay, this is interesting because like I've heard a lot about this, but in terms of solving murder cases, right? Right. We've seen this repeatedly now ever since the Golden State, um, you know, killing happened. And we heard about how they broke that with genetic genealogy, they call it. But this is like a a kind of a wider net on that, isn't it? Yeah, it is quite wide. And the thing is, uh, the way that our protection systems are structured, I mean, the main protection that we have regarding our privacy is companies have to ask us before they do something. But in a world where when they ask us something, we are also giving consent on behalf of others, then that protection breaks down. Because as you were saying, you can choose to never have social media, never engage with these companies. But just because other people that are similar to you in one way or another use it, then these companies have lots of information about you. Right. So if you identify yourself at any point as a relative of X, 
and X is on 23andMe, there you go. Link made. Exactly. And is it only 23andMe if you don't have a Facebook account or an Instagram account, but lots of people of your gender, age group, and location have those accounts, then Instagram and Facebook have lots of information about what people with those demographics tend to act like, tend to like. So they infer through AI algorithms lots of information about you too. Okay, so how do we protect ourselves from this? Or is there even a law that would protect us from this? Uh, There could be laws that protect us from this if we change them a bit. So as we go through law reform in Canada right now with a bill that's been discussed in Parliament as we speak, then we need to think less about how do we get companies to ask people for permission? Because in the age of AI and in the age of connected data, that means very little. And more about what do we allow companies to do and what do we not allow companies to do? It turns out that keeping a hoard of genetic data that is not anonymized about, about a bunch of people is really risky. So when companies do something that is risky, we need some sort of protective measures and accountability measures that are independent of like what one person or another asked. Right. Ignacio, this is so typical of us, though, isn't it? Because there was this race to sign up for this because we thought, oh, cool, look at all the things it's going to tell me about myself, not realizing that that's exactly what they're going to make money off of. Yeah, and I get it. Uh, It is a cool service. It is cool to know. And we can't expect each consumer to think about all the impossible to predict risks that each data use has. That's why we should have stronger regulation so that people don't have to think about those things. And we do it in other scenarios too. We don't allow people to choose whether they want to go into a really cheap and risky roller coaster or a really safe and expensive one, but we allow them to do that with their data. That's a really good way of putting it. Because when you said cheap and risky roller coaster, I was like, no, we wouldn't allow that. Of course we wouldn't. Uh, Now, your book that you've got coming out is called The Privacy Fallacy. Let's just talk about that title there for a second, because there is no such thing really as privacy. Well, exactly. (laughs) And I call the book The Privacy Fallacy, because I noticed that we often see legislators and regulators saying that they really care about privacy. They really care about protecting people's privacy. But then the only thing that we see protections for is some specific negative consequences from privacy, like preventing insurance premiums from going up or preventing certain cases of discrimination. But most of the protections that we enact don't actually aim at protecting privacy. And eliminating some of the negative consequences that this has doesn't really do what politicians and policymakers say that they want to do, which is protect privacy. And that's the privacy fallacy. Right, but we have Thinking to do that, that we though. care about it, but they're not acting. Yeah, Ignacio, we, have we have to care. We have to care about this. Yeah. Right? But it's really difficult to care if you cannot predict the consequences. Okay, but we also don't have to put every single thing about our lives online, do we? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we seem to like doing that, apparently. <laughs> we do like doing that. It would be good if we gave people a framework to be able to do that in a way that is safe. Okay, that I can agree with. Absolutely. Ignacio, thank you so much for the conversation this morning. Thank you very much.
That's Ignacio Cafone, an associate professor in Canada Research Chair in Artificial Intelligence Law and Data Governance at McGill, author of a book called The Privacy Fallacy, which comes out next month. Yeah, we do need to be more circumspect about what we're putting out there on social media, but Ignacio is absolutely right. If we could, if there were rules that said, this is what you're allowed to put on the internet, or this is what you should put on the internet, I think people would understand that better instead of just putting it all out there. And then you're at risk, not just for you, but for people in your family and your friends who even choose not to, as we just heard. If you want to weigh in, send me at cknw.com.